0: y'all. Welcome to Lit Happens, a book lovers podcast. I'm Brittany. And I'm Megan. Join us as we dive into our current reads, favorite tropes, and everything in between. And friends, just a heads up, there will be spoilers and cursey words. Consider yourself warned.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Lit Happens. Hi. no for all guys uh welcome today we have special guest ariel dawn and we can't wait to talk to her about um well we're talking about her about the whole omnibus of the ava crowley vampire um hunter vampire slayer anyways it's about um ava crowley vampire slayer um we have the whole omnibus but there are three books in it and so we'll we'll kind of talk about all three of those tonight So we would like to welcome our guest.
0: Yay. (laughs) Hey. Hello. Hello.
2: Can you hear me? Yeah. Awesome.
1: (laughs) I'm Megan. Hey.
0: Hey, I'm Brittany. If you you can't tell by my name.
1: (laughs) Hello. I don't know if you've ever listened to us before. We're a little awkward sometimes, so just sorry. For sure. Oh,
2: you're you're fine. You haven't talked to me yet. You don't know how awkward I am. (laughs) All
1: right. Well, we did the introduction ahead of time because I get nervous and can't do it when (laughs) um, our guests are on. Okay. So we're so happy to have you. I'm so Uh, excited to be here. (laughs) Okay, so we can kind of get right in um before we start I have not finished it but I am in this thing she is thick and I love it because you know I've got you sent us the I got it is so pretty yeah and I'm and I I cheated and read some reviews too ahead of time so like I knew because I hadn't gotten to it yet like all the way through Mm -hmm. and I'm so excited so (laughs) um okay so we'll just hop right in um, can you tell us a li- no, no, that's a lot. Don't do that. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: false. I was jumping like a whole, a whole section over for a it's second. Okay.
0: <laughs> sure. Take a breather. Um, <laughs> if you would give us a synopsis and an idea of the formats she is available and where we can find it.
2: Okay. So uh, the series is the Ava Crowley Vampire Slayer series. Currently, there are three books in the series, um, which is what you guys have. It's the Omnibus, which is the first three books. Um, and there are going to be more books in the series. Uh, so the first three books kind of more or less encapsulate um, Ava and Cassius the Vampire Slayer and the Vampire, and kind of how they meet, um, how their fates are kind of intertwined, Um, It is actually connected to a couple of my other series. Um, So there are actually um, backstory novels. You don't necessarily have to read before you read this one. Um, There is also a connected series with Ava's brother, Malcolm, um, The Hunter Games, which kind of branches off of the Ava Crowley Vampire Slayer series. There is an actual reading order. Um, So I do have that on my website, um, on some social media and stuff, but you can find them. Uh, pretty much wherever you find your books right now um, I believe they are in Kindle Unlimited So, um, and I believe Blood of the Lost which is part of the Hunter games just went into Kindle Unlimited recently so uh, that's where you can find them and uh, synopsis like I said it's just kind of like it encompasses them meeting um, working some cases together uh, the obvious love triangle between vampire and slayer and slayer and hunter brother's best friend <laughs> much older
1: man so okay so I just kind of have to ask Mm -hmm. were you a Buffy girl growing up
2: absolutely (laughs) so I always like to describe Ava as kind of like the perfect blend of Buffy and Dean from Supernatural like that's who she is that's like her her personality in a in a chokehold there.
1: <laughs> I can I can get behind that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Both.
2: <laughs> and Cass, Cass equally, um, because I am a huge fan, obviously, of vampire media in general, Buffy, um, supernatural, uh, interview with the vampire, like Twilight, like all of it. Um, so Cass was actually designed um in mind with Spike. That's why he's blonde and he has green eyes um but he's a little bit more I I think I kind of describe him in one of the books as like a lost backstreet boy because he's just you know (laughs) very pretty um but he's got kind of like those personality quirks from like Cass from Supernatural um a little bit of brooding Angel in there and a little bit of maybe Stalker Edward from Twilight
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay so I have to ask because yes uh, first of all it's Cassius.
2: It's Cassius. Yes. Okay. I know some people call him Cassius or Cassius. You know, that's totally fine to me. Um, But he is Cassius.
1: Now that I know, that's yeah. what he will be in my head.
2: That's kind of why I, I have him as Cass. You know, I feel like that's a little bit easier for people. So,
1: <laughs> Okay. So now back to the question I was <laughs> starting <laughs> with. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, like your hobbies and your favorite books, authors, shows, movies, which we kind of talked about some of them but
2: so I kind of am a mixed bag over here I am a uh, real life mermaid I do have a mermaid tail that I swim in my pool with Um, it's not very pretty but you know (laughs) I uh, managed to freak the neighbors out and it's great so (laughs) um, on that note I I cosplay I love comic cons um, that sort of thing I grew up a lot um, reading vampire novels and just being like a huge fan of Disney, um, Buffy, like I said, Supernatural, a little bit. We talked about that. Um, and just kind of being an all around fangirl. Um, <laughs> so I think that's kind of where uh, the love of a lot of my writing and things came from, or things that I, you know, kind of just ate up as a kid or a teenager. Um, and I was always a very avid reader um even from when i was like like yay big you know reading chapter books when everyone else is reading picture books kind of thing so um that's kind of me in a nutshell i have adhd so i am also awkward turtle so
1: (laughs) (laughs) me too same
0: i was gonna say it's just kind of what we do in this (laughs) world
2: (laughs) i feel like it's a crest like authors and readers it's just like we just need a little crest ADHD yeah. squirrel
1: <laughs> yes yes and nowadays like they're all over like all the different things like that like I know a lot of people get annoyed with them because there's like ADHD everywhere but like the videos breaking it down make me feel so much better because like right I I have always known I'm ADHD like that Thanks. that was never a surprise for me like we we knew Yes, but you only are like,
0: you're just hyperactive and that is but the not, people that like, didn't have it didn't understand. They didn't have the yeah, opportunity oh, you're just to a see it. Oh, try harder. Mm-hmm. And
1: you're like, ah. yes. And like, do now, you not understand like, how hard
0: I'm trying?
1: Yes. And now seeing all the different things that like, even I didn't know go with it. You know, I see people break it down. I'm like, Oh, is that, a, is that a thing? Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: So, that kind of segues into the next question, I think, too, about, like, what inspired me to start writing. So, I'm just kind of, like, going to go into it. Uh, when I when I started writing, like, and I should say publishing, I started publishing, because I've always written, right? Like, I, I was always that kid that was better, you know, with written words and speaking verbally and don't ask me to do a math problem because that won't work out well. Um, <laughs> so... Also, having ADHD my entire life, I was always, like, the queen of starting, like, a thousand tasks and not finishing them, or just, like, the hyperfixation of the moment, yep. Um, and I'd always wanted to write a book, so I had, like, these books I'd been working on for, like, 10 plus years, right, and um, in 2020, uh, like, right before 2020 kind of hit, like, very end of, like, 2019, I was like, well, maybe if I just try to do something, like, Different. maybe like a short story or something like I haven't like worked on for 10 years maybe I'll have like the wherewithal to like do something and so I signed up for a anthology because I figured if I had a deadline and I had to turn it in maybe I could get it done and I wrote my first short story which was called Faded um and it was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back you know like the the click it was like oh I could finish a project i could something done and then i wrote my first book and then i wrote my second book and here we are so
1: <laughs> hey, awesome. Brittany, take notes take take
2: notes I, well that. that's what i was just
0: thinking i was like listen <laughs> that that sounds attainable
2: <laughs> and and what's funny is there have been a lot of areas of my life obviously where because of my neurodivergent brain like i just don't didn't fit right but obviously this fit because the adhd i think sometimes is i say it's a blessing and a curse because i can start six projects at once which isn't always a good thing but i write so fast that it kind of works in my favor and i am able to kind of look at things with a fresh point of view each time i'm stepping into something different so it's like you need a fresh set of eyes to look at what you wrote adhd that's great because i don't remember what i wrote and this is good to me. <laughs>
0: yeah it's always yeah. fun i've said this in like probably all of our episodes but it's so fun seeing every author's process that we talk to it's because i mean in in your head you're just like okay cool they sit down and write a book no <laughs> no that's not how it works at all and it's so fun my process seeing. has shifted
2: a little bit too from from when i started to kind of where i am at now and i'm kind of I'm a panster at heart, so I kind of do things, you know, flying by the seat of my pants. Mm -hmm. But I also kind of have started to integrate a little bit more structure as I try to integrate structure into my routine with writing in general. So I kind of have like a little bit of a like a plotter panster somewhere in the middle (laughs) where I still give myself room to go off the rails. But I at least kind of like have like my little prompts of like, I know what I'm supposed to write. Because a lot of times I feel like when I'm really invested in it and I'm, I'm going through everything, I'll get tired. Like, you know, normal people get tired and want to go to bed and you're like, but I don't want to stop. So I have to, like, make myself little notes and then I'll come back and read the notes. And so that kind of helps. So it has a little bit more of a structure to it, but still gives me room to go off the rails.
1: <laughs> yep. Okay, listen, I, is that where the term comes from? is because it's flying by
0: the seat of your pants is that is that yes I mean? <laughs> please, please enlighten us that's what it was and i was like wow that's me <laughs> please enlighten us Meganette, what you thought about me listen i can never get the word right because i didn't know what it
1: meant and so now it makes you sense thought it me. was like
2: literally losing your pants like you've lost it all <laughs> no,
1: no, i
0: just like i was like why is this term what it is no, like, like she's always like are you a what's that Brittany? what's that word and i'm like yeah or she's like yeah that well because well,
1: it was like but it was like explained that like the characters do the talking so i didn't realize that it was like fly yeah, you just fly I- by the seat of your pants I thought it was some kind of like creative mind brain word that like just wouldn't stick in my head I had no idea oh my gosh
0: well this has been an educational time for you Megan every every day is okay Okay. (laughs) it's always something that's just flying over my head I
1: don't even fine everything's fine Good. good okay so where did the idea for this specific story come from
2: so uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, the Ava Carly Vampire Slayer series is kind of tied into another one of my um, series, which is called the Forevermore series, um, which was my first series. It was where I wrote my first book. Um, the first book in the cards uh, follows a psychic and this man who is like the literal man of her dreams. And Ava is a side character. She's, a, she's Ember's best friend. And uh, when I wrote this this first book, I had no idea it was going to turn into a series. I had no idea, you know, it was going to span all these other worlds. It's my it's my world. It's my Forevermore world. And um, I loved Ava so much, writing in the cards. And since it was my first book, I was like, I feel like I have to write this story this the story with Ava and this this vampire who is like in her life that like you know shows up at the very end of in the cards. And uh, the whole story just kind of like that developed within the cards. I felt like there was this other story on the side and it just needed to be told. And I wrote In the Blood, which was book two in the Forevermore series, in two weeks. Not even Like, I just, Ava and Cass were just so loud. They wouldn't stop. And it's all I could think about. So I wrote In the Blood. And then everybody seemed to love Ava and Cassius, So I gave them their own series. <laughs> And they that's how it kind of, the entire world kind of grew out of the two of them. So I had, you know, the Forevermore series, which is a lot of backstory. Cassius um, has a lot of backstory, and that's where you can read that. Um, and then I expanded with the Hunter Games series. Um, Cass and Ava make an appearance there because it's Mal's series, so it's him and his hunters and Ava and Cass and everybody there so um that's really kind of how it came about was I just wrote one book it's my first book discovered this little side character Ava who just would not be quiet and then here we are a whole series later a whole world that. later
1: yeah I love that um so I actually just got to the part with Ember she mentions it and she mentions that she's psychic so when she says that she actually means that she's psychic and she knows that she's psychic and, okay great mm-hmm. I'm excited so so fun. Yep
0: um what is something about this series that you think sets it apart from others and makes it unique
2: so I think one of the things that makes um Ava's (sighs) series in particular unique is that when I was initially writing In the Blood um I talked to a lot of readers I talked to my friends who are also big supernatural people Um, You know, and big vampire fans and whatnot. And I did a lot of research, um, especially with the Forevermore series, too. And I kind of tend to do that with this particular world. Um, I really wanted to make this series different than other vampire series in terms of how I portrayed the vampire. My, My one friend said something to me that kind of stuck with me um and it was that in a lot of these books you see the vampires are all typically tall dark and brooding and you know very edward very angel um that type of vampire and they're always like never geeked out about how long they've lived or the technology that they've seen or just you know the scope of the modern world like they're all kind of stuck in the past or woe is me or brooding or whatever so when I wrote Cassius I wanted to make him the anti-vampire I guess <laughs> you could say of like what every other vampire was. Um so in my eyes he's a he's a cinnamon roll vampire. He's like he's just the sweetest like the nicest like but still sexy. Um you know with a little touch of brooding um and and guilt and things but he's just such a good guy. Um, So I kind of think that that's one of the things that's more endearing towards this series. Um, And Ava is still your typical kick-butt, Buffy-style heroine, but she's also flawed. She's also egotistical. She's also, you know, kind of like in her own head. She's also not the nicest person sometimes when it comes to certain people. Um, so I feel like what makes this series uh, different than a lot of others is the genuine behaviors or the need to kind of like go against the grain of what you know the rest of vampire media has kind of conditioned us to
0: right all right you kind of let us in that there would be some future tales for Ava Um, do you have like set ideas for those a set number of books or is it are we pantsing it
2: i believe i believe there are three more Ava books um there are i want to say at least four more hunter games books and since they all kind of coincide together like there will be a nice spread of um of a series arc but to keep in line with how the series are individually, you don't necessarily have to read them together, but they'll make a little more sense if you read them together. Right. Um, you know, one after the other. But uh, you could very easily pick up the Ava series and read it first and then read the the Hunter games and, and still, still get the stuff. But um there will definitely be at least three more Ava books, and um, In the Blood I believe is going to get a rewrite um, to kind of flesh a little bit more out there because when I wrote it, um, I wrote it in, all in Ava's point of view so because that spanned the Ava Crowley Vampire Slayer series where you have both of their point of views uh, it's been in my head for a while that I am going to go back and I'm going to add Kasaius into that so everybody can uh, can get his thoughts since everybody loves him so yes. much
1: <laughs> okay so you said you started in 2020 is when you mm-hmm. did so in that time frame, what has been the hardest part about writing or publishing?
2: Well, that's a really good question. Um, The hardest part, I think, for me is, number one, managing myself and my neurodivergence. Um, I've written, I think, somewhere between, like, 50-ish titles since 2020. So uh, I write a lot, and I write fast, and I think the hardest part for me is just kind of tailoring myself into finishing one series at a time instead of kind of (laughs) branching out um which is one thing that I am uh, kind of focusing on for next year so we're going to be seeing a lot more um Ava books we're going to be seeing a lot more Mal books um so look for those next year
0: so we have the hardest part what is your absolute favorite part of writing publishing everything
2: My favorite part is that I feel like for me to hold the book in my hand um, after I've written it is like this insane feeling that I don't think will ever go away. And as someone who is a neurodivergent, who is just constantly like had that, I can't finish a project or I can't, you know, I don't have the motivation or I don't have the determination or the executive function. It's like whatever, you know... Thing that you feel like is is barring you holding it in your hand you go I did that there's a lot of stuff I can't do but I did that um so I think that's my favorite part of publishing is just seeing the evidence that even on the days where I think I can't do this or I'm struggling or like wanting to throw in the towel I look at my shelf and I go I did that
0: i love that so bro, like not me about to like tear up over here <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: well listen the whole yes.
1: time she's saying that i'm like Brittany, please take notes because like <laughs> you could do this like we all know that writing is not my thing i have yet to find the thing that like i can like put on a on a shelf or like a trophy but like Brittany could do this like and she so i just <laughs> like your little hype bro okay <laughs>
2: And, and and honestly, I know what that feels like because I, I sat there and I said, well, I don't think, what if I'm not successful or what if I'm no good or or what if I just completely suck at this? And then I just had a moment where I said, well, what if I just did it anyway? <laughs> and I just said I could do it. I just said that I did it, you know, just just say yeah. that I did it. And And I feel like that was the turning point. It was just, okay, well at the end of the day, maybe if I do suck, or maybe if I'm not that good, I could just say, hey, I published something. And then I wrote my first book. And here we are.
1: (laughs) I love that. I love that. And I really hope that people like hear that and like, like feel that because like, as somebody who has ADHD and has, has always had those like, thoughts of like, you know, what? don't even start it because you're not going to finish it. Don't even start it because you are just not good enough to do that or whatever. Like, You know, obviously
2: another thing I really love about writing is that it's it's not just it's not supposed to be good on the first shot. Right. That's what a first draft is for. So it's like, you know, you write your first draft, you go in, you polish things up, you get an editor, you get a critique partner, you get, you know, there's all these different steps and there's all these different eyes. And it really is like one of those things like it takes a village and through those steps, you know, it's just. It breaks it down, at least for me. And then at the very end, a lot of times I don't even read my book again until I'm reading it back after proofreading or reading it back after editing. And even I have moments where I'm like, I read that. That sounds pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I remember writing that. That Sounds good. Um, You know, and it is, it's a process too. And I think because it is a process and it gets broken up a little bit more, it's almost like it's a little bit more palatable, if that makes sense. You don't have to do it all at once. It doesn't have to be perfect all at once. It's through the process.
0: Right. Well, and I like to what you said, like you, you can what if yourself to death, like, oh, what if I fail? But I like what you said, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, so what? But no, I like, what if I did it anyway? Like, I like throwing that in.
1: Okay. So you have talked to us about um, the Hunter Games. Ava's books, Ember's books. Um, but is there any other works you want to tell us about? Do you have anything else in the pipeline in your brain working?
2: I've always got stuff. <laughs> um, I, I Again, like I said, I, I, I write a lot. I write frequently. Um, so I do have a couple other series that, I, um, that I've been working in uh, for next year. I write uh, books in the Speed Dating with the Denizens of the Underworld series. I also write books in the Blackthorn Academy series. Um, so those are more in the line of, like, Gods and Goddesses, um, Monster Romance. Um, I also have a best-selling Monster Romance series. It's a lot spicier um, than Ava's Ava's books, um, even though those books kind of the spice grows, you know, through the series. Um, my Monsters of Ashwood series is my only series with a list of trigger warnings. Um But it is, like I said, my best-selling series, and uh, I am actually working on some side stories there, um, which I hope to release later. Um, It is a dark monster uh, romance reverse harem. So if that's up your alley... um, I'm literally writing it down. (laughs) I was going to say, I see you writing it down. Um, I also write reverse harem. So uh, I have the Shifters of Starfall Creek series that I write with Paul T. Fox, um, and she and I are... um, working together again so we will be coming out with some stuff hopefully very soon in 2024 um and I actually do have another vampire series that I'm working on um called the I think it's the Daywalkers series um and it's going to be uh kind of similar to uh Ava and Cass's world but a bit more sci-fi so
1: Mm. are all of your books under Ariel Dawn all right. so you said the blackthorn academy
2: mm-hmm. blackthorn academy for supernaturals it's a shared world series um and my i have a book in there called monster spell i'm going to working on a couple more books um that follow along with that set of characters and their storylines
1: i'm pretty sure i've read a book in that series at least one so it's I'm, good I'm gonna I'm, I'm taking notes like <laughs>
2: i gotcha <ya. laughs> Yeah, um, and I, I collaborate frequently, so I have a lot of um co-authors. I have, uh, like I mentioned, Qualty Fox and I co-write together. I also co-write a Shifter series um, with Margo Bon Collins called Scared Shiftless, and it is uh, very Shifters uh, meets sci-fi kind of detective law and order type thing.
0: That, that was is. straight it's, up your alley. I,
2: yeah, it's, it, you would probably love it. We are working on the third book right now called Hot Shift, so... <laughs>
1: I love me, me too <laughs> me too so yeah i'm like making notes to go look all of those up too the tbr
0: grows yeah it does and it always grows. if
2: you are uh if if you are inclined because i know christmas is only a couple days away um i also have a monster romance available called bite me and it is a gingerbread shifter romance and it is monster romance and it is spicy, and it is hallmarky, and
0: say it is less,
1: don't
2: like.
0: <laughs> but don't really because I'm currently like, making yeah, gingerbread yeah. in the
2: kitchen as we speak. So
0: me <laughs> found it. Yep, you know, I'll add that too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I,
1: mine's already pulled up on on, on <laughs> Kindle Unlimited. You know, like just
2: shoot me that link. Uh, the book talker, I think, is a Sixella MK on TikTok. She does a review of it, and it's just it's it's hilarious and it's wonderful. So, <laughs> if you're inclined, go check that out.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah the the sequel just didn't happen this year, so but it'll definitely be out in time for next Christmas. So.
0: that's so exciting. All right. <laughs> I'm such just, a geek. <laughs> I just downloaded it.
2: <laughs> so I kind of write all levels of spice. I have um, books that have minimal spice like in the cards um and then I have books that are like five in my opinion five alarm fires and that's uh that's Monsters of Ashwood (laughs) so um I really do kind of write a little bit of everything uh I kind of live more in the realm of like three to four flames um but my reverse harems tend to be spicier
0: I mean it happens
1: (laughs) I have another question is that okay
2: absolutely no Megan you're fired
1: <laughs> so well Brittany this is me asking questions you know how I get about the spicy They yeah <laughs> so my question is when you're <laughs> writing with spice are you like are you like blushing the whole time you're writing it do you ever think that, or are you like just most, like
2: most of the time not anymore but there are times I do write things like when I'm in the process of writing it and I'm like in the zone and I'll write something, I'll go, Oh mm. my God, just write that. Like there are times I do stop. Um, the, one of the funny stories is um, in the blood, which is the first iteration of Ava and casts. Um, it was my second book that I had written. I was still kind of trying to like figure out the world of spice and like how to write it. And I was like terrified to, to write the word cock um, if we can say that on here. Uh, I was like terrified so I I literally went out and I was like talking to other authors and I'm like I don't know if I should like just say it because it's not really really like a tone with the rest of the book but at the same time like a spade's a spade like you know what do I do here and um I think the some of the answers I got was like one person was like just just say it like it's just it's it is what it is and then another person was like well if it's not you know um, the kind of language that the character would use or doesn't feel like, you know, what that character would say. And I think I wrote Caged Desire and it's still in the book. And it's one of the things that's like it kills me to this day with the spice that I write. Um, that at one point in time, like I couldn't write it. I was like, oh my god. And now I write <laughs> things like breeding kink and like just whatever. And I'm <laughs> eventually it yeah, got awesome. me. And I, you know. But there are times I, I still do write where I'll be like,
1: <laughs> so I I like spice in a book but I still read it and I'm like
0: <laughs> like looking over your shoulder like does anyone know what I'm
1: reading like which is hilarious because like you know I'm not like I'm not like prudish I'm not you know like obviously like I've you know made choices by, but there are it, there are definitely
2: it. times where I'm reading it too where I'll be like am I into that I guess yeah. I'm into that
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> I'll just be reading just like like thanks I was today years old (laughs) yes and it's really weird
1: because like half the things you're into in books are not really what you're into
2: I discuss this all the time like I feel like there's there's a sense I think to like just with us as women like with that whole like owning our own sexuality thing and the things that we like and there's there's a sense of being able to read it you know kind of I don't want to say like fixes something but it just it settles something because maybe those aren't things that we're going to ask for in our life but in the span of like reading a book with where you can kind of insert yourself and have that safe space to experience it without having to experience you know rejection or king shaming or whatever else have you it's 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 a magical space to do that, in my opinion. And that's yep. one of the reasons why I like reading it and one of the reasons why I like writing it, because the things I read are definitely probably not the things that, you know, <laughs> I would be incorporating in my life. But there's, you know, an air of escapism in it when you're able to mm-hmm. do it when
1: you read. Yes. Yep. Yes. I don't think I really want to like have this monster with horns with a, you know, schlong that might like break me <laughs> in half. But like you know, to rearrange your sure insides your yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is that one book that I, even I, you know, I couldn't do it. I was like, no. When they had to like, oh, where he literally
0: rearranged, your rearrange it,
1: and like yeah. she could never yeah. go back. <laughs> but you know, yeah. it's fun. It's fun to read, and just, I mean, I think that's oh, you'll love Flint and Monsters of Ashwood then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just fun to read to like see even how people's brains worked, like come up with this because i'm sitting here reading it and i'm like oh you know i don't think my brain would have like
2: <laughs> gone there i think one of my favorite things is hearing uh, other authors do uh the spicy math where you have to figure out like you know there's only so many hands there's only so many mouths you know it's just like spicy math <laughs> and it's always like somebody's got a hand floating somewhere or like you know i i always love hearing that too because i mm-hmm. it, honestly it helps me know that I'm not the only one who struggles sometimes to write that stuff um but it is one of those things that it's both entertaining and it's funny and you just I feel like you have to have fun with it and and not take it too seriously you know obviously when you're writing some of that stuff obviously you want things to feel genuine but at the same time you know it's not like war and peace over here
1: (laughs) (laughs) do you guys ever put yourself I mean this might be different because you like write the scenes but like you were just talking about like hands and stuff being in like mm-hmm. places listen do you guys ever put yourself into like the main role and then like try to think about how you would handle all of that with your own like self or is it just me because so i am like i don't I
2: kind of have the coordination right i kind of envision it kind of like i'm watching a movie like that's kind of like my process of like when i'm writing i'm seeing stuff in my head i'm a very visual person um so my writing is often very descriptive and sensory uh, in that sense so i often kind of feel like i think of it like i'm watching like an episode of supernatural and if like the people are on the screen like where things are going or how things are you know interacting together and if i was watching it on the television how am i going to describe it to a person that i'm recapping the episode to that's kind of how i do it Hmm.
1: yeah I just feel like some of those things, like I want to get into them, but then I just like put myself in it, and I'm like, I would fall on my face.
0: <laughs> can't, you can't suspend your disbelief hands, enough. No, my hands. I'm, I'm a be, total no.
2: and and my hips click when I walk, so that just wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, like somebody's oh. popping something out of a socket over here.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. My goodness okay so sorry that was way off topic from
2: it's totally (laughs) fine (laughs) Um,
1: okay so listen I am an
2: open book figuratively and literally so you know you're good
0: (laughs) I I try to be but then I just get well and then meanwhile Megan can't like listen to any sort of spicy audiobook anywhere I've
2: not done too many spicy audiobooks yet (laughs) um I've listened to like maybe like one or two because uh, I just don't do audiobooks like in general um because I just I don't think I've found like you know my narrators like yet you know kind of thing um but yeah uh I've definitely heard a couple and it's definitely a lot different listening to it than it is reading it so
1: <laughs> yeah I mean I can listen to them like when
0: I'm driving by myself but like
1: I, I feel like I'm you're like- still
0: like looking at drivers beside you like oh my god do they know <laughs>
1: I would be driving like in the countryside okay I'd go like okay. on a drive about okay? not in the city <laughs> no um but like we listen a lot at work and like that is not I'm like looking at my cube walls like somebody is gonna hear me like
0: I just can't I will Love oh my it. god it's meanwhile people are just like getting railed and I'm working on my spreadsheets <laughs> oh go my on. god
2: yep I, I always like to say the, the day in the life of a romance author over here because there are some times I'm writing stuff where I'm working on things and I have a, uh, you know, my friends. I'll just send them like little texts. i be like, today in the life of my romance author life, like this is what I did, and it'll be like the raciest scene, and then they'll just yep. be like, probably I'll be like, I had to look up this, you know, whatever random factoid. Or
1: do you ever go like look at your browser history and be like, oh man?
2: I'm always like, yeah, that that that's gonna be weird. Uh, I've I've looked up some fun things though. Um, when I was writing the forevermore series uh i think there was one book i can't remember if it was in the shadows or in in um in the deep but uh because those books take place in the 20s i was looking up like a lot of uh 20s slang and like hangover cures in the 20s and stuff and i learned a lot of like really really cool stuff there so sometimes (laughs) it is very like i have to wonder like my fbi agent is probably like what is going on over there
1: (laughs) i i saw an uh instagram post some author was posting um like a my search history like this week and one of them was like can you hang somebody by their intestines like and i'm just like
0: oh my God. you're on a list somewhere
1: you're like that your <laughs> fbi
2: agents is like no they're they're flagged author they're good <laughs> yes,
1: but, and it was this one's clear and i'm like how did your brain even think about that like in this writing like I wouldn't have thought about that to even have like looked it up. So I know that I could not be a writer. because like my brain just doesn't go there.
2: You think that, but you could, you'd be surprised. Cause I wait, could help.
1: I could help come start. up with ideas maybe to lead to writing. It just wouldn't be me in writing.
2: So that's one of the things I love about co-writing. Um, when I'm writing with another person because it, I, I've often said I feel like writing my own books is a lot more difficult than writing books with other people. Um, and when I started uh, this journey, I started with a critique partner. So I was writing my own uh, chapters, but I was sending them to somebody else to kind of critique and send back, and then they would do the same thing. And that's one of the things I think that I enjoy about co-writing is being able to work off of each other. So sometimes when you feel like you're stuck or or i you know i can't look at this another way having another set of eyes to kind of come in and just be like oh yeah well we could totally do this kind of helps too yeah so you know you just might be one of those people that's a good co-writer
0: maybe I well maybe we'll find our own story together megan
1: see i don't feel like we would write well together
0: it might be the best
1: it could be it could be (laughs) because you would be writing it (laughs) For
0: sure. And you tell me when I'm being dumb.
1: Hey, I can do that. (laughs) I can't. Look, look, we've got our groove. (laughs) Do it. Okay. So we have talked about all sorts of stuff that wasn't planned, but um, why don't you go ahead and tell us just a little bit back about
0: these Ava Crowley books. Was there anything that you wanted to mention or share or tell the listeners that we maybe missed
2: um so i am going to be signing at a few uh events this upcoming year so uh i will be signing at romanticon um in july in getting witchy with it in salem um as well as authors in the steel city and flirty in tampa so i will be around this upcoming year um this year uh in 2023 was my first year really doing some signings um and i really love them and i love meeting readers and uh i am totally awkward so if you are also awkward come up and be awkward (laughs) together um (laughs) and uh i also do want to make it known that with the ava crowley vampire slayer series um i do sell books directly as well signed paperbacks and things and if you do order those books either for an event or um just directly from me you get artwork. Um, you get some beautiful artwork of Ava and Cass um, and some exclusive swag. Fun little factoid, uh, because the Ava Crowley Vampire Slayer series is such an homage to the things that I loved, um, each book kind of features like a different aspect. So uh, with the second book, Blood and Lust, they go to a terror convention because someone is a co- like a convention goer, like um so they go to like TerrorCon, which is like this big thing and um there's some stuff in there where i think ava wants to meet skeet ulrich because her favorite movie is scream
1: so if there's any um links and stuff that you want us to to add or information like what signings just go ahead and send it to that email and when we post it um we'll include all that in the show notes anything and everything perfect yeah.
2: I will send you a lovely big laundry list of stuff then <laughs> go,
1: yeah, go for Perfect. it go for it because I know we, you know we have people who do like their um Facebook groups and and all that kind of stuff mm. so anything that you want findable for your fans or future fans just let us know okay so we kind of went in order but um <laughs> will you just give us that quick 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 <laughs> oh, that quick rundown um, these ava books <laughs> One so more time.
2: the quick rundown is um the ava Crowley vampire slayer series the first book is blood and bones the second book is blood and lust the third book is blood and ash there will be at least three more coming out um the connected series is the hunter game series and the first book in that is blood of my enemy And the second book is Blood of the Lost. And I am currently working on Thorn of Blood, which is the third book. So Mm -hmm. there will be a couple more in that. Um, The Ava Ava Crowley Vampire Slayer series follows uh, Slayer Ava and Vampire Kasias, as well as her brother and his uh, partner in crime, Jake Dallas, who is everybody's favorite bad boy. Um, (laughs) And the Hunter Game series follows Mal and Jake and, and the Hunters.
1: It's well, so good. It's well so good. You, you did say Ava and Cass have three more books, right? Not just Ava has three more books. So we can't die.
0: Mm. No, okay.
1: <laughs> well I you don't know what like no, I'm fine. No, we're sitting
2: no, but it is Blood and Ash. It was a I loved writing that book. Um, but it's definitely more of an emotional book than than the mm-hmm. other two. Um, but Blood and Lust, Blood and Lust is my favorite. I have a thing with like second books because I, I just do like even when I'm like reading I always love the second book
1: <laughs> okay well
0: <laughs> we have
1: enjoyed talking
0: to you um it has been a yes. blast thank you I'm so much waiting. for joining us
1: so excited for you know What's all happening? these new TRs that hmm? you've added. Mm-hmm. Well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know, not me over here thinking on my drive to Fernandina's tomorrow.
0: I'm going to read bite me. So, Well, that's, I, I have not been able to dive into this one yet because I've got to finish a beta deadline that I'm on right now, but I can sneak in, bite me.
2: <laughs> oh, I can't wait. If you guys want to like shoot me your thoughts on it, I would oh, love yeah. to hear
0: them. You got, you got it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel good about that, Megan?
1: I feel like Michelle Tanner. So, you know, it's fine.
0: Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Um. So yes, we will. Um. Well, you'll get with us with your information. Just send it to the What Happens email, and I'll add it to the things. But I, I will message you when I finish this and let you know my thoughts. Awesome.
2: Awesome. I can't wait yeah. to hear your thoughts. And thank you so much for having me. This was a blast.
0: Yes, thank you so thank much. You.
2: <laughs> All right. Have a good holiday, y'all. I'll send y'all you those links probably as soon as I can. So
1: oh yeah sounds good good. bye thank you bye well thanks for joining us bye bye we didn't do that on the last one so it felt weird